0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, June the 2nd, and I am here with my playing partner, Mr. Andrew Hansen, to talk about the wonderful PGA event coming up at Muirfield Village this weekend. And uh, excited to talk about that. That's my old stomping grounds, Andrew. And we know we've been doing this a while now when we remember talking about this tournament last year. <laughs> That's right. We did a podcast on it. That was the John Rom victory. He had that big
1: chip in on the 16th with yes. some controversy because the ball moved a little bit. And so he, he took the penalty, but it didn't matter. And you do have that long course history of visiting. And a lot of these players have a lot of course history from playing this yeah. event because it is high profile. It's Jack Nichols's event. But... There have been some changes
0: to the course this year, so that will change things a little bit. Well, I I mean, I know there were a lot of changes since I've been there, but this year especially, and I'll let you go into that because I know you did a little research on it. But just to make you laugh a little bit, uh, you know, the last time I attended this, I, I was thinking about it. I thought, I'm just going to look. It was 2002. It was the Jim Furyk victory over – listen to some of these names. You're going to laugh. John Cook, David Peoples, David Duval, and Harrison Frazier. <laughs> wow! I mean,
1: it's on the one hand, it's like wow, nineteen, 19 years ago, it's a generation ago. Uh, yep. A handful of different names there, but at the same time, it's amazing. Jim Furyk still playing. We still still see David Duval obviously commentating yes. and playing occasionally. So that's the beauty of golf—you can play long term, and and the, a lot of these guys have played this ten or more times.
0: They have. And and I got to share one more with you because it was my favorite one that I had been to. I think I was to five or six of them. But the year prior to that, in 2001, it was none other than Tiger Woods out crushing the field here (laughs) by seven shots. Yes. But he outdueled. Listen to the likes. I just want because you'll appreciate this. Paul Azinger, but Sergio Garcia and Stewart Sink. How about right. that? I like it. Yeah. So, so there you go for longevity. Some of those guys have been on our rosters. So we'll, we'll take that.
1: Yeah. So for like, those uh, for those couple who are back here and yeah. uh, the newest crop of young stars, what they're going to be dealing with this year is a bunch of new greens. They've redone the greens, yeah. bent grass, redone all the tees. They've moved some bunkers around, especially around some of the greens. They've changed the slope in some of the greens to add pin locations. And as this is Jack Nicklaus's course, he's all about strategy and visualizing how he thinks the hole should be played and wanting to have more options for pin placement and strategy. And he's excited about the changes. Um, So here's the thing. With a course like this, where guys have played it so many times, the initial thought is, well, let's look at course history. And I do think that's very important here. But I think it's a tiny bit less important this week because everybody's going to be on that same playing field of trying to read some of these new greens and figure out the new pin locations. So I think it's on a course where course history is almost as important as any other event that we see on a regular basis. It's just slightly muted this week, but it's still a consideration for me.
0: Yeah, and and I'm with you. I mean, there there are going to be some nuances. I mean, again, I've walked that whole entire course uh, uh, a couple of different times. I'm trying to think. The one one uh, round we followed Jesper Parnovic all all 18. We wanted to, you know do something different rather than just uh, watching uh, uh, certain spots. But um, you know, it's it's a, a beautiful course, but it's not anything like they've been playing. It's a big difference from these water and sand and wind and all the, you know, the Southern courses, it's definitely uh, a big difference. You know, it's more of the, the Northeast type courses where, you know, and especially on Nicholas style, you know, uh, he always had a lot of twists and turns with this course. You got to lay up in certain areas, dog legs where you can't get over trees unless Bryson tries to, I don't know. But, um, you know, it's it's a really honest course. It's not super difficult like some that we've seen, but it's it's a test. So uh, I love the fact that we've got all the top dogs, seven of the top 10 in the, uh, you know, world rankings are there. And, <clears throat> it you know, it should make for an extremely interesting uh, event. I think, you know, a lot of these youngsters are uh, you know, this has such a rich tragi- tradition. I think some of the the new wave now is going to start setting their own traditions at this course. A quick thing uh, on the weather too, I wanted to let you know, the weather uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, I'm sorry, today and tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday there uh, is rainy. So the course that's plays totally different when it's like that. you're going to really need your accuracy, guys. Um, Length is going to help, too, because you're not going to get a rollout. Um, So I expect the initial play Thursday uh, to be affected. It might even be a lift, clean-in-place type scenario because it rained there all day yesterday, all day today, and it's supposed to rain in the morning tomorrow. So that's one thing. But Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, gorgeous, not real heavy winds. Mid '80s, perfect golf. So it's just going to be the start tomorrow that's going to be tough. And one other thing, Andrew, too, that uh, we may want to take a note of: if you know, we'll give out our full lineups as we always do tonight for the whole tournament. But I'm giving a slight edge to the guys tomorrow that go out in the afternoon because the morning's still going to be sloppy and wet. <clears throat> rain ending. But by afternoon, the sun should peak out. It should play a little bit easier from what I can see. So, you know, with our goal always being getting those six guys through to the cut, um, I will be, you know, favoring in this event, uh, not the morning uh, tee times, but the afternoon if it's a close between two guys kind of selection. Yeah, and one of the things with the
1: course changes is that they've improved the aeration ability. Uh, with these, Boy, they needed it. <laughs> yeah, because we know that these thunderstorms pop up a lot there, so it shouldn't be quite as bad as it could have been. But I agree Good. with it being a little bit wet. That length is huge. The the distance, because this is a long course to begin with, so right. I think that does favor the power hitters a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and it's seventy five forty three, par seventy two, though. So it's, I mean, it's, it doesn't look like intimidatingly long. At least it didn't back then. I'm sure with lengthening it <clears throat> that well, that's it, you know, 20 years made... ago
1: when your drive was a lot longer. Yeah. Off the
0: tee. Exactly. <laughs> it, they were playing with just wooden clubs then. No, I'm just, you know. <laughs> but it's been a while. Let me give you just one real quick thing and then I'm gonna let you do your magic because you're the master of course uh knowledge and value, by the way. You you had a I want you to talk about your Mr. Oh, Eric Compton. Compton pick. Oh,
1: yeah. Our, he's our man. What
0: the heck? I could not believe that pick. I was so impressed. But I'll let you get into that. But here's <clears throat> I'm going to give you a quick rundown. Here's the champions going backwards. Uh, just to give you a quick idea of who won it. Rom Cantlay, DeChambeau, Duffner McGirt, Lingamirth, Hideki Matsuyama, Kucher, Woods for like the 19 millionth time and your buddy Stricker and Justin Rose. So some guys that are still playing that have some wins under their belt on this course. And uh, also some runner-ups that uh, have uh, played well there, like the Palmers, Adam Scotts, uh, Ricky Fowlers, Rose again, Sabatini's played well there. Um, Again, you know, Jim Furyk, those kind of guys. So, you know, it'll, I think it's going to be a good mix of between all the new, uh, you know, level of guys that are in their early 20s, mid-20s. But don't be surprised if a couple of these mid-30 to early 40-somethings uh, don't get into the mix as well.
1: Yeah, I wanted to talk about some of those past winners and get into the value. And unfortunately, guys, a couple of those guys that I wanted to look at, like Stricker, he played so well at the PGA Championship that he's taking this week off, uh, nice. and we don't get Rose either. But um, I, I think it's important to look at some of these winners, some of these guys who've been runner-up. And uh, Rom will will circle back on here, of course. But let's get into some of these value plays. Let's just jump right into that because Uh-oh.
0: The- here. Well, talk first of all. Take your your curtain call on mm-hmm. on Compton because I was texting you. I. All weekend that this guy was so good. So tell, give us the for those that hadn't caught, uh, didn't catch last week's show. Your your call on Compton. Why you picked him and how he finished so great? Yeah. So
1: Compton was one of the two guys at I believe sixty one hundred
0: that I mentioned
1: on the podcast. Yeah. The other one, Vizaki, didn't do what we wanted him to. But Compton was just the man. And what I liked about him is talk about veterans. He is a veteran. He's had a bunch of strong finishes on the PGA Tour before and priced at $6,100, uh, just trending up with his recent performances, and uh, he, was, he was the man. So helped cash on FanDuel, and yeah. funny that he was 6100 Coach, because that's going to be a key number here for these value plays this week. And uh, before Uh-oh. I get to the $6,100 magic number, a couple other guys here right in that same price range. You mentioned Duffner. As a former winner here at 6,200 on DraftKings, he's made three of his last four cuts. Okay. Uh, William McGirt, a little bit older, six thousand bare minimum price. He he's coming off a Corn Ferry Tour event a couple weeks back where he finished uh, top 35. So um, he you know he's a veteran. That's that's a pretty nice price there. David Lingmurth, former winner here. 6,300, he was in that same Corn Ferry Tour event with McGirt, finished tied for 11th. So those guys, th- all three of those guys, you know, I could see the justification for putting one of them in if you want to get a couple of these top 10 worldwide ranking guys and go Little Stars and Scrubs, I think this is a decent week to do it. But nice.
0: Which see, one will be comped in this week is the question. <laughs> it might be
1: this next guy, okay, who's oh. somebody you like to play. And I think you'll agree with me. It's incredible that he is sixty one hundred. It's Kyle Stanley, who.
0: Why is he sixty one hundred? He should be seventy one hundred. I agree. I, I, that's I crazy.
1: Mean, he has. He, he finished second here in two thousand eighteen. He finished yeah. sixth here in two thousand seventeen. He finished tied yep. for eighth last week. Uh, he made the cut at the PG. Uh, no, that's been on. I mean, he's he's just playing well. He's he played is. well here historically. I don't get it and uh, he's going to be locked in for me.
0: I mean, I had him last week. So that'll tell you how I feel about him this week on a course that he's done well on. So I think he's a he's a misprice if you ask me. Yep. So he's the
1: Eric Compton of of the week this week. There we go. No doubt I, about Eric Clapton it. as I called him <laughs> That's, on right. The other show. That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, you know, just be sometimes value presents itself in whatever sport and you know, you have to decide if you're going to eat the chalk and you know, people who are serious about this are going to dive in and see that price and most likely play him. Um, right. but that's okay with me. I'd rather, uh, you know, go down that road. If even if he's 20% owned, that's, that's fine with me. So, um, that's the, I'm with you. the, the precursor to, uh, a stars and scrubs. Um, before I get into the other stat, I want to talk about, which is scrambling. Um, Let's let's look at some of the studs and see if you have a feel for the top of the board, either based on the odds or um, past performance. Here, are you zeroed in on a couple studs?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go through the odds here when when you're done with your piece here. But I, you know, there are a few guys uh, that I'm very interested in here. I I know that here the the first one I'll tell you, and I'm interested to see how he's doing uh scrambling because uh that's the part of his game i think if he if he really gets great at he could be terrific and it's victor hobland is one of the guys i'm looking at andrew i think just you know the pressure's off him he's doing well he hasn't gotten over the top and it just you know knowing this course just his game should be terrific here so he's won so i'm hoping he's in the scrambling category Um, The other guy that I just I can't get away from him constantly because his price is right and all he does is just play good golf and that's Corey Connors Uh, another guy that's just again played a different level uh, this season and then I'll give you the third one and none of these are the top you know Ron Deschambeau, speed the big price guys but they're right there with my normal builds and that's going back to the well with Patrick Reed those are the three guys, I think, fit this course well that are, you know, in the top 20 favorites to win it, but not in the top prices uh, overall. Yeah, so, I mean, Patrick Reed with the great short game,
1: uh, nice price. I like that. And Hovland and Connors, man, the way they've been playing tee to green, and that's the, the thing here. They've got the length and the iron play to get it right. done. I agree with you. So those are all in consideration, and you know, you can play all of those guys and, yes. uh, you know, make it work with a guy like, uh, Kyle Stanley. So I like yeah. those guys. They don't make the top 50 in scrambling. There's, there's really not too oh, many no. in the okay. top 50 in scrambling, but I'll, I'll go through these, the short list here because, uh, you know, last year this was the toughest course on the PGA tour to scramble at and get up and down. So wow. it's a, it's a key stat here. And, no big surprise that the guy who won two years ago, Patrick Cantley, was third in scrambling last year. Uh, he hasn't really been in top form lately, no. but uh, he's one of the guys that his game just fits this course, so he yeah. could turn it on and be...
0: So he's in the top 50 this year in scrambling?
1: Yeah, he's number three. Wow. Yeah,
0: I would have never guessed that, I the know. way he scored, you know? I know. Then we've got Siwoo Kim,
1: uh, who's 11th. He's in the 7K range. He's an option. Yeah. Doug Gim, uh, 16th, and Louis Ustazen, who, you know, no big surprise there. So right. balanced with his game coming off he that second-place finish in the PGA. I think he's a decent option. Always
0: dangerous, yep.
1: Bryson is in the top 50. Mm. Uh, Emiliano Grio here's a guy I kind of like. Uh, let's, let's mix in some course history for him. He finished okay. uh, top 10 here two years ago. He finished 11th five years ago. He finished tied for 8th last week. Uh, put that together with a $7,700 price tag on DraftKings, and I, I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. A
0: Grillo-Stanley uh, duo really makes my other guys I mentioned work pretty darn well.
1: Yes, it does. It sure does. We may be on to something.
0: I think I've got my lineup. Bill, I'm one short. <laughs> well, know, we, can, take we can end the that? podcast.
1: <laughs> I mean... You can only pick six, so it's a little it's a little easier to fill out your lineup than basketball, where it's exactly. eight or nine. <laughs> so that's it. I mean, it's a it's a short list of guys who are in the top fifty who are playing this week. There's a couple others, but those are the ones that kind of jumped out at me that I wanted to mention. Uh, so I you, think you know you look at some of these guys with uh, the the length and the the scrambling, the course history. You put those together, and you're off to a pretty good start.
0: You know what's interesting and and that's why I'm dying to see what changes they've made to this course, because the one thing one of the things I remember the most and and I had no idea that that stat existed, how difficult it was to scramble on this course, but it makes perfect sense because you know how a lot of times you'll see uh, holes are designed where they they're narrow and then they get wider and then you know narrows a little bit towards the green. But the, the theme here is it's <clears throat> it's pretty wide at the tee off, but then when you hit these dog legs and everything, it narrows. You've really got to be in the right spots because if you're not good off doing well off the tee or with your irons, then the scramble mode becomes much tougher because they it's tight. And I think, you know, when you mix now that it's up to 75, 43, I bet you'd only played like 71 back when I was the last there but that narrow approach uh, made it tough and when you got a bad kick then you have trees to deal with you know undulation that's not real comfortable so I think that's but if they widened that that was one of the things you had mentioned that maybe some of the fairways some of the approaches have widened a bit Uh, I you know maybe that changes that stat a little bit and opens it up for some of the big hitters like DeChambeau yeah I mean,
1: they've redone the greens, again, and and some of the runoff areas. And a couple of them are less penal than they were um, in terms of if you miss in the wrong spot, the slope isn't as severe. Um, Something that uh, Mr. Nicholas acknowledged and other guys have talked about, like uh, Xander Shoffley. But um, again, it gets back to the guys who are great at scrambling. They're gonna go and practice for a couple days on the new uh, green complexes, and they're gonna have an edge because they're gonna, you know, pick it up and feel more comfortable with it. Um, you know, with all things, all other things being equal, against the guys who just don't scramble quite as well. So, I think they'll adapt to these new, um, uh, you know, the, the new layout on some of these greens and have an advantage this week.
0: It's going to be fun. Let me give you the top 10 favorites to win this event. And for me, it's good because I only have one right now plugged in. My other two are in that, you know, 11 through 20 group, which is a nice place to live. It seems like in PGA when you're doing DFS, because really there's there's such a fine line between those guys winning and the other guys in the you know seventh spot or eighth spot. Uh, it's just just razor thin. But the favorite is John Rahm, defending champ, of course, ten to one. Then a guy that's getting money, like always, Jordan Spieth at fourteen. Then you have uh, three guys. I, I don't know why they keep betting him, but I guess because he did win one of them. But McElroy, Morikawa, and Thomas are all sixteen. Deschambeau, who opened up as the second favorite at twelve to one, is fallen below all of those guys. He's eighteen to one along with my one of my selections, Victor Hovland. And then rounding out the, the top 10 both at 22 to 1 is uh Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley. So I mean that's a lot of studs right there. And you you could you know pick any one of those to win it and they very well could. So great tournament. Yeah
1: I you know I'm 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 uh, just I agree with you that any of those guys could win it. Um, if I had to pick one, I think I might go Rom. I'm not always just looking to pick the defending champ cause it's hard to win events two years in a row. But yeah. you know, I do like that he finished top 10 at the PGA. Um, yeah. and just with, with everyone else, there's just a bit of a question mark up there. I'm not sure I'd, I'd bet them to win. And I'm also a little hesitant to pay up for them this week. Um, you know, I, I do like the idea of maybe getting three guys or so in that, upper that second tier you know the 11 to right. 20s that you're talking about uh and maybe not necessarily going for the ultra expensive guys
0: well i mean listen i gotta share a few of those names because they're just so juicy i mean matsuyama finau fitzpatrick Connors, reed lowry and scheffler i mean heck those guys could notch a win without even thinking twice about it so it is a, it's a balanced field, in my opinion. You know, I want to ask you a question because we didn't talk about this last week. I, I think it was the week prior. Did did you hear some of the comments John Rom made in the media a few weeks ago? Um, I, there's a couple things that have come up with him. Which one are you referencing? He had said, you know, he had talked about how how much his life has changed since his child was just born yeah. here a month or so ago. And he said, you know, he sometimes just doesn't want to be there on the golf course he wants to be home with his child and you know it's great that his perspective's changing and all of that but you know what I got out of that interview you know I I don't mean it to be negative because it's a it's a good thing for him and his family but it just it didn't sound like the focus was razor sharp with you know he looked like last year and a few of the other years where he was battling guys down the wire that he wanted to rip their face off. He's <laughs> one of those kind of competitors. Right. But now it just maybe we're getting a little, you know, the dad uh, bit of Rom here, yeah. and he takes the foot off the gas just a smidgen. That's a concern for me.
1: That's a great point. I'm glad you made it. Uh, I do remember hearing something along those lines. Um yeah. You know, so he, you know, he came back and got that top ten of the PGA, but right, uh, that was a major, and will he have quite as much? uh motivation here and I agree you know looking back in the last couple of years he's trying to get to number one in the world and now maybe he's just feeling that change in priorities just a little bit at least temporarily so um yeah. you know that's that's why I mentioned it open up to you to get your feedback on some of these studs because I uh, yeah. you know I'm just not locked into any of them yet at this point
0: you know it's incredible how close these guys are you know you really do a study of their results, their numbers and all of the, you know, the stuff. I mean, we're talking one shot, maybe two shots at the most in an entire tournament, you know, of all the, the shots and holes, it's that tight. And, you know, that's why really knowing what's going on between the ears with these guys, to me is more important in golf than any other sport. Cause we know when we both have played there's no other sport I've ever played where when I'm standing over that golf ball, my brain isn't thinking about 62 things. Keep this straight. We to do this, and then you got all this. What if you have anything else going on in other sports? You're just playing. It's coming natural. You're running down the court. You get the ball. You're shooting. Whatever it is, it's just all in the pace of it. But golf is such a brainiac game that you know. I. That's why I always try to keep up with you know, who's in the right headspace? You know, where are they at? And what's the pattern? You know, what do we, why? I'd love to know what Cantlay's deal is. Now I've heard different things, you know, about him, uh, maybe moving and, you know, just, but all of those things matter. And, uh, you know, we're looking for every edge we can get in golf. That's, that's the key. And like I say, it's not, you know, we're looking for somebody that's going to shoot 75 i mean they're gonna maybe you know it causes them to shoot 70 instead of 68 and that's that's the difference so it's this is gonna be a good one though i i really think this this is gonna be one of those where it's like stacked up five six seven guys could win it going into sunday
1: yeah very last point for me talking about the mental side of things we know that ricky fowler has struggled a lot but he yes. finished top 10 he's coming NBA. on he finished uh, I mean that—that's key to to. And he's got that.
0: great yeah. performances on this course, Andrew. Right.
1: Second place a few years back, so he's one of the
0: guy that I like in that mid tier. That's a good pick. i You got to watch that orange though all day if oh, he has. Ready to. For it. Look for <laughs> it on the weekend. All right, man. Any final words for our golfing family here?
1: That's it. Uh, thanks for jumping in. Hit subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. And uh, check out our basketball podcast today. We had a lot of fun celebrating coaches' wins last night in basketball and baseball. So jump in with us as a member tonight. We'll give out our golf lineups here Wednesday night.
0: Absolutely. We always show the groundhog dancing from Caddyshack (laughs) when we post our golf lineups. So I'm hoping that it is Groundhog Day today. And then we can repeat all those wins from yesterday and then mix golf in with it. So great time to join. You know, I mean, three-day pass. We always, you know, pump it up on Wednesdays because you get the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So if you're a golf guy or gal, then you get all of our lineups tonight for the whole tournament. And you also get our Friday lineups for the weekend only, which those pools end up being just as big or bigger than than the Thursday pool. So we'd love to have you at DFSCoachTalk.com. You can get our super two-month package uh, right now that we're celebrating the NBA playoffs with for 111. Or like I say, if you want to dip your toe in the water, not your golf ball, uh, then three days, 10 bucks, can't beat it. So DFScoachShock.com. And that is it, my friend. Andrew, great job as usual. I love the, I wrote them down, Stanley and Grillo uh, yep. and a couple other your folks here to make out my lineup. And we're going to, we're going to Compton, we're just going to call, we're going to call it the honorary Compton picks for the week. There so, it is. I like it. There Mm -hmm. All right, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back next week for sure when we look to crush it in DFS PGA.